0: Hey, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Hey, me and my girl, we're headed into the set. We got a great surprise for you today. Um, You'll see it when we get there. But we're going to be talking about uh, in this next series, man, we started out talking about the beginning, Mm -hmm. the cost, the process. And uh, now we're going to move forward into talking about training them up in the way that they should go. What do you think, baby? I think it's
1: good. I think um, um, there'll be some good nuggets um, to grasp out of this, so um, uh, I think this is good, and I really like the fact that we're in a different. It's not so much of the te- the preaching that we're doing. We're 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 in a training mode. Yeah. These uh, sessions that we've been doing, uh, you can get some pen and paper and take some notes. And um, I think it's going to cause a lot of people to uh, start jogging a lot of memories. Mm -hmm. And it's going to cause a lot of people to think, a lot of people um, to take down some, get some new ideas and things like that. So I think it's cool.
0: Hey, so check us out, man. Uh, It's going to be amazing. Uh, It's called the Family Matters series, family conversations with the first family. And we're talking about train up a child in the way that they should go. Let's make it happen. I love you. I appreciate you. I'll see y'all soon. Peace. Hey, everybody. We're just excited to be with you guys. My girl, she did it again. She was like, hey, 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 baby. You've been around Lolo too long. Lolo was here this week, right? Yeah, We Lolo? Gonna, Lolo, your daughter. Oh, my daughter, Lori. Hey, guys, y'all can see we create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. Right. And uh, we're just excited. It's a September to remember family matters family conversations and you guys can see today I got my girl here I got my mom on this side I got the rev right here he's the founding oh, boy, father oh, boy, founding oh, mother hey can you guys give it up mom and pops are hanging out with us today babe what you yeah? think about that I think
2: it's
1: great
2: <gasps> you think
0: it's great, great. Yes, 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 you're supposed to say something else like oh. oh this is totally awesome guys you
1: know I think this is totally awesome <laughs>
0: <Yes. It is. laughs> Mom, how you doing today?
1: I'm
3: doing fine. That's all
0: you gotta say, Mom. You're doing fine. You wanna
3: tell? Yes, right now. to
0: tell, <laughs> <too>? <laughs> Watch out! Rev, what's happening, man? I'm how you doing, man? Living and
2: glad
0: of
4: it. <laughs> Tis the day the Lord has made.
0: So, all of my life, my dad has said, "I'm living and glad, glad of it." Oh, hey, man. we wanna talk about today. What it means to train up a child in the way that they should go we've we've heard that scripture before uh train them up but I think sometimes we really get lost in that scripture as parents train them up in the way that they should go but a lot of times we're training them up in the way that we think that they should go and so we just really want to have this dialogue and this conversation. It's really historic for us because um, we're celebrating uh, our church anniversary, Founders Weekend, all of that good stuff. Six years that we've Six been years. here at the Rock Church. My dad is the founding father watch of it. the Rock Church. He is Pastor Emeritus watch Fred it, Graves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he is, this is going to set y'all Brady. off. He is a member of Providence Baptist Church, Hallelujah. where his pastor, his pastor serves as Dr. Rodney Maiden, and uh, we just love my dad. Dad, how you been feeling about this, man?
4: It's been good.
0: Six years. It's been
4: a good experience.
0: You've been pastoring with me, man, at the Rock Church.
4: That's the Lord's doing. You've been enjoying yourself. Oh yeah, it's been a good ride. A good ride. I'm telling you, it's been real good. It's like a dream come true. Uh-huh. You know, as a youngster, I used to tell him, All right, you keep marking me. Your day coming. It's, it's, it's coming. And it's here.
0: And it's here, right? Six years. I remember go- I remember when I was young, I would tell my dad and mom, when I start my church, um, you guys are coming with me. And my mom would be like, Fred and I, what type of church are you gonna start? <laughs> and I would be laughing and I would be joking. You know, I would go to call my dad the Rev and he'd be like, Freddie, don't call me the Reverend. And um, the older I got, I would always say it. And I remember going to them and saying, hey, I'm starting. And so it's time for you guys to come with me. And so I am my dad's second pastor. And so um, and most people will say, well, you know, he's the founding father. Why did you? Make your dad the founding father. Well, I'm sitting here today because of him. I'm sitting here today because of my mom. I'm sitting here today because of my wife's father Mm -hmm. um, and her mom. Um, They were very uh, influential in my life and in Cheney's life. Mm -hmm. Um, But as it pertains to me being the senior pastor, um, I thought that it would be an honor to honor my father because I believe that that he has the call of a pastor on his life. He's done the work, continues to do the work. And I remember going to him and saying, Dad, I want to make you the pastor and, you know, I want to bring you in. He was like, no, no, no. But I really want to say that when you train that child up to go in, in the way that it should go, the Bible says that when you train them up the right way, that in that season when the parents get to their senior age, that the children will grow up to honor their mothers and fathers, and so man, we're just honored that you're sitting here with me today, Dad. Oh, I am too. I'm, I'm so honored. I am too. I got my mom sitting over here, mm-hmm. she's just chilling.
3: Yes, we're sitting with Pastor Wu Tang.
4: Yeah, Pastor Wu Tang. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: So, mm-hmm. you know, you guys don't really see my character <laughs> off camera, you know, Thank but. Jesus. But that was a character that I would have, and I would tease my mom all the time about, you know, what my name was going to be, and, you know, my church was going to be called Sanctified Refugee Baptist Church of America, and we would just play those jokes, but sitting here today Mm -hmm. is really historic. Let's get right into our lesson, guys, and talk about this conversation of what does it really look like to train up a child, and I know if I asked my dad to do it, he would probably recite it, um, you know, offhand. Uh, but it says here in Proverbs 22 and 6, mm-hmm. uh, train up a child in the way that they should go. Even when they are old, they will not depart from it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Train up a child That's
2: right.
0: in the way that they should go. Mm-hmm. Um, dad, when you think about that, what comes to mind?
4: Train up a child. And people need to understand that when you're training, it's it's teaching. Mm -hmm. It's teaching. And we need to understand that as new parents, Hazel and I, we definitely, I I knew for sure I wasn't definitely going to train them like my father taught me. Mm -hmm. He was stern. He was rough. And I determined early, Lord, teach us how to train our children in a way that you want us to do this and I was going to be a good listener, and uh, I was going to listen to them, let them express themselves, and sometimes that can be the worst thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. You're training a child, and you let that <laughs> child talk, say what he or she want to say, and then it get out of hand, then you got to slow them down. But the good part about our children, let's see, Lori, Freddie, Peter, Aaron, Michael, each one was different, but it was good in the training process. And uh, it wasn't all by myself. It was Hazel. Thank God for a good wife. Good companion. One who understood that this is a two-way street training up boys and girls. And before I got married, I used to tell folk, I'm going to have one daughter. She'll be the oldest. And then I'll have six sons. Nope.
2: Six. You must be
4: out of your mind talking. <laughs> what? I said, what, what, why, why is that? Because my father had one daughter and five sons. Mm-hmm. And I was going to determine that I would have one daughter and six sons. Mm-hmm. And they thought, you must be crazy. Well, we got married and got started. And whoops, Lori came along. And I also said, Lord, don't give them to me too fast. Don't give them to too quick. But I can't take care of them, you know? Yeah. And so basically two years down the road, here comes Freddie. And then here comes Peter. And each time my child was, was, was born, I either got a raise on my job, the insurance package got better, and so the Lord was, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. after Peter, Hazel said, wait, wait, wait. Uh, you said it, but I, we ain't having all that many kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I said, well, my order is in. Oops, yes, it is in. And uh, guess what? You better talk to the Lord, because the word says, I can have what I say. And I was crazy enough to believe that. Now, I assume she must have been talking to the Lord because, hey, it took a little while between Peter and Aaron. Mm -hmm. and then a good long distance between Aaron and Michael Mm -hmm. but the good part about all this was that the Lord was faithful and uh, he allowed us to have these four sons and one daughter and to allow us to raise them and I'm going to slow down a little bit here and let Hazel talk a little (laughs) bit about this daughter and sons that we have and how the Lord has graced our household with them
3: I would just like to say that uh, it wasn't easy uh, training your children because it was new, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and we really didn't know what to do, but we had older Christians, God-fearing Christians Mm -hmm. around us Mm -hmm. that that would help us. Mm -hmm. My mom was still in Alabama. She came up here for a couple of years, then she went back. So we still had that gap where, you know, I wish my mom was here, mm-hmm. she could help me out. Mm-hmm. But I had uh, some lovely Christian women, God-fearing women around me mm-hmm. to help. And as we grew along in our marriage uh, with the children, we started with them uh, with the Bible class, learning the books of the Bible. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: We had family meetings and uh, food time, dinner time. Because I was a mom that was home. When they got home from school, dinner was ready. When he got home from work, dinner was ready. So we had table time. Yeah, And we would sit there, we would eat, then we would have discussions. Sometimes they would start out, maybe we're going to do about an hour. Then another hour go by, another hour go by. Yeah, yeah. And I remember one night, it was up to their bedtime. But those were the good days. Yeah. And uh, in the training, I always... Wanted them to be themselves. Yeah. Especially when we uh, were in ministry. Mm-hmm. They always said, You're a preacher's kid, so you can't do this and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I would always tell them, Don't let your peers mm-hmm. label you in what you should be. You That's be right. your own self. That's right. But then there's a time where you have to mm-hmm. live up to God's standards. Mm-hmm. Live up to God's standards. Right. Be who you are, mm-hmm. but still, you're gonna represent us and God.
4: That's right.
3: And uh, those were some good days, and mm. I had good sessions with them in school. Yeah. All five, yeah. I went to school with them And I would sit in their classrooms. (laughs) And with the first three, they were two years apart. Mm -hmm. So I would go to the school and I would visit. And the one that was behind the other one, we would sit there with them. So I would have the younger ones there sitting with me. Mm -hmm. And it was good. And I began to sort of feel kind of in i wouldn't say intimidated but mm-hmm. feel hurt because some of the women my age would be saying well she at home you know she not working and uh all of this and then i would say well if i was working i could have this i could have that but being with my children in school it taught me a lot
2: that's it right. helped
3: my children that's right that's good. And it helped them to become where they are now. Yeah,
4: keep talking. Mm -hmm.
3: They are in ministry. That's right. I have pastors. I have singers.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) I have sons that are in photography, uh, video, audio. And so they are successful. And there are times... At that time, we didn't know how to speak into their lives or what they could be mm-hmm. or what they wanted to be. Yeah, talk girl. And as we grew on in the later years, then, uh, you know, we learned. Mm-hmm. So uh, those were some good times. And, you know, quoting the scriptures, having time, spending time in prayer and the scriptures and the word. Yeah. Was very good.
0: You know, hearing my dad say every time a child came he got a raise, hearing my mom say, um, you know, being, you know, kind of intimidated because she mm-hmm. was the the mom and you guys you guys know it they said it. Mm-hmm. Stay at mom, stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. Um I can reflect to that because when I look at our marriage. Mm-hmm. My wife homeschooled our children.
4: All right, all right.
0: I remember saying they're going to do this in school and they're going to do that, and she was like, "Nah." No. And one of the things that I learned is that she was much stronger on the educational side than mm-hmm. I was. Not that I didn't want them to have the education. Not mm-hmm. that I was saying that you know they were just going to do this. She said, "No, babe. I, I really think that." We need to train them this way. So mm-hmm. when we establish this, this culture, um, family, the, the, the training in the family, mm-hmm. if we want to say it, yeah, it starts with parenting. Oh yeah, and parenting looks different in every household. Yes. That's right. Um, if both parents are working. The way they train their children and the way that they should go, it's going to be different. Yeah, uh, parents that are working different work schedules, mm-hmm. gonna be different. different, different. Um, one may work the morning, one may work the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you have parenting where one is working and the other one is at home, mm-hmm. it really looks different. Yes. Because today, to hear that, it's like, mm-hmm. oh man, like, Come on. you know, both of you guys are working, mm-hmm. but. I really want to um, pull on my wife here to kind of chime in um, in how she was able to trust her training. Mm -hmm. As we move into that second part, um, that first one was a training, um, training them, it takes place at home. Mm -hmm. So it starts at home. But then our children, not only were they trained at home, but they had school at home. Mm -hmm. What, What was that, how were you able honey, to, to trust that process mm-hmm. in knowing that you were training them as a mom, but then you're their school teacher, oh, the yeah. balance there.
1: Well, I, I honestly went on my training. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on the fact that, you know, by the time my kids were older, my dad had was gone. Yeah. And, I went on the fact that I knew what my dad had instilled in me. Mm-hmm. I knew that if my dad was actually actually still living, mm-hmm. he himself would have homeschooled my That's children. Right. Mm-hmm. I know it's something that we've talked about. I know it's mm-hmm. something that before he passed. I know. I know, and so it was in going on what was inside of mm-hmm. me, um, going on the fact that I had all the tools. Mm-hmm. I know how I was raised. I had the word and then looking at what was being offered to my children Mm -hmm. um, you know we tried Joshua with one year he he went (laughs) to kindergarten and my son went to kindergarten and he had the hardest time in kindergarten Mm -hmm. due to the fact that it's We were training him at a young age, and we began to, you know, at the church, I used to run the Hallelujah Nights, Harvest Nights, Mm -hmm. and things like that, and so I was, we would talk about, and we would teach things Mm -hmm. like why we celebrate Um, holidays, why we don't choose to celebrate holidays, Mm -hmm. and so my son had really understood about Halloween, Mm -hmm. and in his kindergarten class, he told the teacher, he says, oh, I don't want a jack-o-lantern because I don't like the face, Mm -hmm. but give me a pumpkin and I'll, I'll color the pumpkin because it's harvest, mm-hmm. but I won't color the jack-o'-lantern because I don't like that spirit. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at, in kindergarten, there. he told the teacher that because yeah. that was something we were teaching. We were training our children. Yeah. And the teacher had such a problem with him not wanting to do the jack-o'-lantern mm-hmm. that she would not give him a pumpkin. And so kindergarten became a struggle for him because it was a struggle for the teacher because as she told me he should do what I tell him to Mm -hmm. do and so you know and you know we had the Mom and the teacher, the parent-teacher right, yeah. conversation, and we decided that you know this was not a good thing for him. And thanks be to Pastor Pam and see that's all about your community. Mm-hmm. And see when we talk about children, we talked about last week how we are our brothers and sisters keepers. Mm-hmm. That comes with your community. Right, you right. you you lean on your community and your environment. So we had Pastor Pam, we had Pastor Greg, uh, and yeah. we had a community of people. And Pastor Pam said oh, no, 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 no. Bring me Joshua. Mm -hmm. They will not destroy the God in him. They will Mm -hmm. not destroy. I know exactly how to homeschool. So this is how we even got into homeschooling. I know what my dad said, but when we sent him to school, Pastor Pam said, no, we're not going to start this. They're not going to destroy his spirit. Mm -hmm. And so Pastor Pam began to school Joshua. Mm -hmm. And then she brought Jaira in and she says, no, you don't wait till she's five years old. Mm -hmm. We can bring her in now. And so that's how we began that. And so I was at home and I said, well, let me help. And I began to help Pastor Pam. And then we had a community Mm -hmm. of homeschooling moms, Mm -hmm. homeschooling children, and we were doing it on a biblical foundation full of love, full of Christ. And that's how we were able to do that. But it starts with your family. It starts with, like you said, parentals. Mm -hmm. It starts with the parent. That's where it starts.
0: Training up a child all in right. the way that they should they go should, mm-hmm. starts at home. It starts right. at yes. home. But then if we really want to build this process of trusting mm-hmm. how we're going to train them up, it takes a community. Come it takes on. a community. Because every parent doesn't have all of the answers. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember my dad telling me as a young man um make sure you find someone that's older than you a seasoned man that can speak into your life Mm -hmm. on the same level that I can Mm -hmm. because I understand as a father that there may be moments in your life that you may cut me off Mm -hmm. Um, and and not to disregard but because I'm familiar with the voice Mm -hmm. and that guy for me was Willie Calhoun. God bless him. The the late (laughs) Willie Calhoun. I I remember he grabbed me one day in the bathroom because Um, And and this is leading into this next conversation of where training uh, leads uh, uh, to trusting your parenting during those difficult times. That's right. There's the community right there. That's right. And that was Willie Calhoun. And and Willie Calhoun said to me, uh, caught me in the bathroom, and and he said, you know, the only way that your relationship is going to work with your dad is that you begin to ask God to change you yeah. because your father is who he is mm-hmm. and he's yeah. going to be that way. And you may feel that it's wrong in some areas and you're not understanding because there comes the moment where the child begins to to buck against mm-hmm. yeah. The training, and that's where the community comes in to play. The the community, the church, the youth leaders, those those community dads, those -hmm. those fathers that catch you and say, hey, don't make the mistakes I made. Willie Calhoun said, I can guarantee you, son, Mm -hmm. if you will ask God to change your heart, then you'll begin to see change happen in you. Your Mm -hmm. father doesn't have to change Mm -hmm. because he was created that way. You're the person that... Has to adjust Oops. and realign Oops. yourself yeah. to the teachings of mm. your dad, all right, all and right. it took me all of my life. Watch it, watch it, watch you know, it, I'm not gonna it. sit here and say I got it. Then I literally told Willie Calhoun, Yeah, I got it, man. Yeah, right. and he was like, Bruh. But if you keep disrespecting your dad, oh boy. I'm going to whoop you myself. And I'm not going to whoop you with a belt. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to shoot you with this 38 I got. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take you outside in the parking lot Come and on. put these hands on you. Mm-hmm. Now, let me hear that you've disrespected him again.
4: Oh Lord! So
0: Lord. when we think about Come community, um, and, and I really shoot this back to my mom mm-hmm. because um, my mom... Uh, she served in the PTA. I, I know y'all, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, was it the PTA, mom? wasn't yeah. the PTA, not
3: exactly.
0: Well, not exactly, but yeah. my mom, she was always around the school, even yeah. when we were cutting a fool, right? She was there, <laughs> she she was there. She would just show up unannounced. Today, right. you can't even show up. Well, no. you know, I well, ain't they no don't need don't to allow show up. You. They
2: yeah, don't, they don't right.
0: allow because of the, the tragedies, tragedies that have occurred, mm-hmm. but then. You know, even before that, uh-huh. teachers don't want parents yeah. in because they don't want the parent to... Man, I remember that it was the teacher mm-hmm. and the parent. So when the son... So when I came home, mm-hmm. my mom believed what the teacher said. Yeah. She said, you lying, because uh-huh. I believed the teacher. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Because mom, they had a
1: relationship.
0: Because they had, here, there it is, they, they, had, they had that relationship, mm-hmm. so... And
1: nowadays you don't have that relationship do the parent and the teacher and the relationship is basically with the parent and the child yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's why you get a lot of the bucking backs yeah. sometimes with the teacher mm-hmm. when yes. they're trying to say something about the student mm-hmm. first of all you have a teacher that has no relationship with the, parent, the parent so you have no idea how this parent reacts mm-hmm. or responds mm-hmm. that's right. and so you step to the parent incorrectly mm. <laughs> or you you say something that mm-hmm. ticks the parent off because you have no relationship None, right. and you just yeah. in, in the parents eyes you're attacking me yeah. and i don't even know you mm-hmm. and so that's why we have this <laughs> this this conflict now mm-hmm. with the teacher and the parent and the student that's right. because there's no more relationship right, right.
4: Yes. i remember when we were growing up my mom like hazel was always in the school.
1: Always in mm-hmm. the school. Yeah. My
4: mom, Miss Ray, and all those mothers, they were always there for student activities, you yes. name it. And if the teacher said something, and uh, it seemed like a little harsh or rough, and my mom would say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and okay. And we believed that she believed the teacher. Mm-hmm. What we didn't know was she was one of those moms that once she heard it, and she didn't down the teacher in front of the teacher yeah. around us. but. Mm-hmm we found out later that she was always going back, investigating what actually happened, how it happened, who was in the right, who was in the wrong, and then if we was in the wrong, you know, back in the day, moms came to school with a switch. (laughs) Oh, my, 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 my. (laughs) And you know what, and nobody looked up, somebody looked up and said, "Uh uh-oh, man, here come your mother. You come who? And her grandmother, your grand, oh, well, you start flinching for them, or you start flinching for yourself because you didn't know
2: <laughs> oh, what was going on. And, and
4: they yeah. heard the story as to what was going on. And then, if you was cutting up, they took you in the coat room. And the hollering and the shouting began, and we were sitting out there laughing and going on. When they come back, we were crazy enough to start counting the whelps and stuff on them. And, but that didn't happen anymore for that child. They weren't crazy in that class no more. But you know what? Corporal punishment was not a thing that sent someone under. Mm-hmm. It built you up. Mm-hmm. It built us That's up. Good. And As time went on, you had younger parents having children, mm-hmm. didn't believe in corporal punishment per se, mm-hmm. and they showed up at school. Uh, they want to down out the teacher, mm-hmm. and the kids got to the point of, yeah, I'm gonna bring my mama down here. she's gonna duke you out. Well, we didn't. We couldn't have that. Mm-hmm. You bet not. But but you're right. No relationship between the parent no and the teachers or the administration in the school was not good.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I'd like to uh, peek back on Fred when he mentioned it. I did participate in the PTA at times. Mm-hmm. But my main focus was uh, Title I, Chapter One. Mm-hmm. This was a program that taught, uh, that helped children mm-hmm. who were behind in their reading and math mm-hmm. from the first to the third grade mm-hmm. and, and older. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, became a part of this group when Lori was in school. Mm -hmm. She was a little behind on her reading. And uh, I became involved and we would go to the teachers. They had special teachers that Mm -hmm. would reinforce what the main teacher Mm -hmm. was teaching. Yeah, say that. And Mm -hmm. they would bring them up to par. And so I started with Lori and uh, my last years, I think, was in two thousand.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Two thousand, mm-hmm. I was still a part of, and I did. Uh, be, I was the chairperson for seven years in that group, and uh, and it also helped the parents.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: They were there to help to uh, help get. Material to help their children, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in the process, it was helping them.
4: That's right. That's right.
3: To become better with themselves. Mm-hmm. Some of them hadn't finished school, mm. and we had a lot of them that went on to finish schools. They uh, would, became nurses. That's and, right. uh, Lawyers. Yeah. And so this was a great part of helping. The community. That's right. Because I was always in the school. Mm-hmm. When I walked down the hall, one child would see me and they'd say, Hey, Miss Grace. Mm-hmm. I said, Hi. And before you know it, the whole hallway in school would say, Hey, Miss Grace. Mm-hmm. Hey, Miss Grace. Yeah. And they thought I was their mother. Well, mm-hmm. I was representing them. hmm. And I didn't mind being uh, their mother while I was there Mm -hmm. because I was not only representing my children, but I was representing those who didn't have parents Mm -hmm. that were involved. And a lot of the teachers thought I was a teacher Mm -hmm. there because I was there so often. Mm -hmm. So this uh, training, it was very,
4: very good. Very good.
3: Very, very good because we got to travel to other states, mm-hmm. uh, and we did workshops, we put our own materials together, mm-hmm. we did workshops, we, uh, and wherever we went, everybody wanted Cleveland Public School material. That's right.
4: Keep talking.
3: Every state that was there wanted Cleveland Public School material because at that time they were the best.
4: They were. Say When that Lori again.
3: started school, Cleveland Public Schools was number one in Ohio.
4: Yeah. Say and that. they
3: stayed that way for many years. years. That's right. They started out with 80 some thousand kids and you know, but they wanted our material. That's right. And it was just good. Those were some good Good, days. Good, good, good days. And uh, some of the time, I traveled a lot. I traveled more than Fred did. Then he had the chance to uh, travel too because he became the treasurer of uh, five states. So these were some good times, but in the process, we were also leaving our children and uh, with relatives or whoever and I would look back and I would say well I think we should have spent a little more time with the children we should have done that and I think we should have been more balanced in church and the everyday things the natural mm-hmm. because if you listen to some of them they would say all we did was go to church uh, <laughs> all we did was go glory yeah. and michael <laughs> right. all we did was go to church but we did do other things that's right because we were in a group Involved, that ministered. that's right to, uh, out on the streets we were out there all the time and they were with us and in the process of that, they formed their own group. Mm-hmm. They were the second this generation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it, those times were just great.
4: And, Excuse me. So when you were in the school all the time, what did the children say to Fred and about you being Nick?
2: Grand.
3: Oh, that was with Michael, because he was so far behind my other ones. I would go to the school and the children would say, hey, Michael, here come your grandmother. <laughs> and that's my
2: mama.
3: <laughs> that's my grandma. That's my mama. <laughs> yeah.
4: Like so, and why would they do but, <laughs> that? Huh? Looking so young. <laughs> so pretty. But,
3: uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, There's so, a lot of things I think we could have done better. Mm-hmm. But I... I won't say I regret it. No. But I'm just thankful that God had them where they are now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Prosperous. Very prosperous. Love God. Love God. Love people. Their families.
1: Love people.
0: (sighs) It's about creating the relevant moments where broken and hurting people are able Hmm. to be restored back to their rightful place in God. Hey guys, what an amazing session we just had.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Talk to us, babe.
1: Hey y'all, we did have a good session. <laughs> We're doing it, train up a child. You guys gotta check, catch it, catch the nuggets.
0: What is wrong with you, baby? You're sitting there laughing. <laughs> and what, what, what's wrong? Come on. You know, me and my girl have just been having fun on set. Mm-hmm. But I want you guys to hear this been amazing session with mom and dad. And it just took a turn. I want y'all to check it out, man. We're gonna hit it again. But training them up at home and with community. Community is so important that your children not only have it at home, but they have it in the community. People that care about them, wanna see them grow. They wanna see them grow at home, see them prosper away in college, wherever they may be. It's all about training them up. We love you, we appreciate you creating those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful
2: place. The Family Matters series, Family Conversations with the First Family. Peace.